0: All right, this week on the Dash, She Said with Danny podcast, Alexa Datt and Danny Wexelman, by the way, we're here in New York. We're going to continue what we did last week, Danny, which I thought was a pretty good idea and worked really well, which is to give people a continued behind the scenes look at the podcast. And this week, I think we want to introduce some of the technology that we use and walk people through some of the items that we use to make the podcast happen because people are always asking us about it. So
1: why not fill them in? I think the cool thing about our podcast is number one, we started doing it together at your apartment. And it was it was really simple to do. We have really nice Yeti microphones that sound fabulous, as you Alexa's trying to show me right now, but you'll just be listening to this. It's a it's a really nice microphone. And for anyone who wants to start a podcast, spend the money. It it is definitely worth it. And It's really easy, but what's even better now is that we both have one and we're apart. And so we're recording this in our separate apartments in New York, but the audio quality is outstanding. And when you're listening to the podcast, you don't want to hear crappy audio. That's the number one thing. So for one, we have really nice microphones that plug right into our laptops. They were super easy to purchase on Amazon,
0: which is where we got them. And they were 120 bucks. And they're totally worth it. You're right, because the sound quality is the most important. So that was where we started when we restarted the podcast, was that we wanted really clear and high-quality audio. The next place we started was, besides having amazing guests, who we have pretty much, you know, hit it out of the park since we restarted the podcast with our guests. By the way, this week, we're going to have Pirates pitcher Derek Holland on, who I'm super excited to talk to. Actually, Eleven-
1: Before you introduce him, yeah, he's ready to join. Okay, let's invite Derek in. All right, Derek. We will admit one. Hey,
0: Derek. It's Alexa and Danny. Can you hear us?
2: Uh, Yeah, I can hear you guys (laughs) now, (laughs) finally.
0: What's going on, man? Welcome to the podcast.
2: (laughs) Thank you. If you do hear, I will say you might hear my dog snoring. Uh, He's literally, he's actually right here. That's Bruce? Yeah, that's Bruce. So if you hear him snoring, I apologize.
0: It's all part of the podcast.
2: Yeah. they give you the live material. That's all you need. That's amazing.
0: Derek, where are you? I'm in Dallas. Okay. And who are you under the stay-at-home order with?
2: Oh, my fiance. I mean, it's just me and her. She's actually outside right now. <laughs> and my and my pup. Don't forget about him now.
0: And your pup. That's right.
2: Where are you guys at?
1: We're both in New York.
2: And you guys can't do anything, right?
1: Nothing. Pretty much no. Yeah.
2: God, that sucks. I'm sorry.
1: We're surviving. We have each other here in this This little podcast.
2: (laughs) It's still working though, so that's all that matters.
0: Yeah, and the Zoom helps a lot. FaceTiming helps a lot to keep connected with people. My mom can send me packages occasionally, but they have to be small.
2: So you can't get on Amazon and buy like a big package or anything like that?
1: No. It takes a month to get anything shipped to New York. I don't know if that's the rest of the country, but if you go on Amazon and try Mm -hmm. to get something, I tried to get some weights. It it was going to be a month to get any kind of weights from Amazon.
2: Yeah, I got a whole, we got a whole setup and everything now. I ordered some weights. All that. It was here within like, let would say a week at the most. So we
0: afterwards. want to know a little bit more about your stay at home life. We're going to play a game of scale of one to 10. Scale of one to 10. How many hours of video games are you playing?
2: Uh, I do a lot of streaming too. That's the big thing for me. Uh, I'm on Twitch. It's actually Dutch under, underscore oven 45, but when I get on there, I've been playing baseball now since, obviously, no baseball season. But uh, I'll play a lot of games with the fans just trying to interact with them because I know this is you know, the time that usually I'd be getting to interact with them on the field and stuff. So the easiest thing I can do is play video games with them and, and interact that way too.
1: And what about the last time, speaking of the fans, mm-hmm. that you just crushed a random fan in one of these games?
2: Man, I don't know. It's usually them beating on me. I'm not uh, the greatest at the baseball game just because it's – to me, it's not the same as pitching in real life, but it's, you know, it, it gives them something to brag about. So, I mean, that's cool. I'm okay with getting whooped on a few times.
0: I like Is that. get bragging rights to beat up on you. That's cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Anybody can do that.
0: All right, Derek, scale one to 10, how much of a neat freak are you in quarantine? Seven. Seven.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of let things go for a while and then after a bit, it's like, all right, time to clean it up and then I'll clean things up. But I say that and I just literally built another desk to put in my like little game room and organize that. So I guess that's why I picked seven. It's a little bit more than halfway because, I mean, I'd still want to keep things nice. But at the same time, I'm not going to go over the top and make sure it's every single day, you know, spick and span looking good.
1: And what about outside quarantine? Are you a neat freak outside quarantine?
2: Not really. No, my truck's dirty. I know that for a fact. I mean, it's okay to be a slob. I feel like you got to be dirty. I'm looking at you guys as, you know, your backgrounds. You guys got pretty nice, neat, organized rooms back there. Me, not so much. I mean, I got Iron Man over my shoulder. Batman's in the other corner. I've got stuff all over the place.
1: You can't see our floors.
2: (laughs) Well, that does, I can guarantee just by looking, you guys don't have anything on the floor. He's right. (laughs) It's true.
1: All right. What about, how many times has your fiance gotten annoyed with you?
2: I'd say that's quite a bit you know we just finished watching uh oh wait do I need to rank that
1: yeah yeah
2: oh sorry sorry um (laughs) yeah I'm still gonna go with seven again just because there's a lot more you know I'm not annoying her all the time but I think uh one of the things we've been trying to finish Ozark that tv show and Mm -hmm. we've been kind of stalling a little bit on that and it's it's mostly my fault because I want to go stream and play video games with (laughs) the fans and stuff and you know I've made that mistake but I think uh you know we we kind of When you're around each other 24 7 and we can't leave like we can't go anywhere uh it kind of gets a little old on each other for sure i mean but we love each other it's not like we're you know ready to kill each other or something i
0: love that you guys are tipping over binge watching that's probably my that's my favorite thing
2: Well, see here's the thing with that though this is what sucks okay we finished the show now we got to go try to find something new like that's another reason why i didn't want to finish is now i gotta try to find something else now like that's We had a great show. We did all the seasons and now it's, we got to figure something out.
0: Okay, well, I am the binge-watching master, so I can recommend literally anything you need. Jack Ryan, if you haven't seen that, is awesome. I
2: do need to see that. Super Wait, Okay, great. so if you've watched all kinds of shows, have you seen Peaky Blinders? Yes. So I want to give you a fun fact for this real quick. Okay. Uh, I ended up buying one of those cars. I got a 1930 Model A car, just like what they had. And then I had my buddy make me uh, some Peaky Blinder suits. So we've got the whole thing. It's me, my dad, my brother. So we're going to eventually take some pictures like that.
0: Oh, that is so cool. Incredible.
2: Where do you keep the car? Yeah. Uh, I found it actually in spring training uh, while I was with the Pirates. I was just driving down the street, me and my fiance, and I just saw these old cars. I was like, hey, let's go check this out. So we went in. She's not really into cars as much as I am. So she was like, all right, you know, this is cool, whatever. And then I came back with my dad and I was like, look, we're going to buy one of these. And I was actually going to buy. It was like a 1950, I think, or 40. And then the guy was like, "Hey, we have a we have an older selection. If you want to see the older cars, I was like, "Oh, heck yeah!" So. I went to another spot in Sarasota and there was a bunch of them. So I, I fell in love with the one, it's maroon and black. It looks just like it's from the show, it's amazing. Actually, I do wanna add this because this is pretty cool too. The story behind the car is, it's a guy who was 99 years old, prisoner of war twice. Uh, it was his dad's car and he had it and he wanted to sell it so that he could have money for his granddaughter to go to college. So it made the whole thing even better.
0: That is incredible. What an awesome story to have to go along with it. That's That makes the whole thing totally worth it. Sounds like a movie.
2: It yeah, just, it feels that, that way. That's for sure. Especially driving in it. Just imagine no radio. You have no power steering, no power windows, nothing. Like it's this is old school. Like the speedometer is like a little compass. It shakes when you get going faster. It can only go fifty-five miles an hour. It's a three-speed. Like we're talking old school.
0: I like that. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, you're gonna have to send us all the photos. All right, scale of one to ten, and. We're going to preface this by saying that we talked to Joe Musgrove earlier this week, so we kind of already know the answer, but we want to hear what you're going to say. How many outrageous memes have you sent in group chats?
2: <laughs> I'm definitely 10. 10, 10. <laughs> I'm on top of that. Uh, I hope that's what Joe said. I can't share them in here. That's for sure. They're, uh, they're adult <laughs> entertainment, rated, I guess you could say. Rated adult. Um, but yes, they are. I definitely was... I would definitely say I was the king of that as soon as this all started happening. When we got separated, I have to keep the group together, entertain. And man, I I was definitely, I was letting it fly. That's for sure.
0: Well, Derek, I will say we know what they are because Joe told us, but we had to cut it out of the podcast. So just know that we know. Okay.
2: (laughs) You got to keep things loose. I mean, that's my personality. That's who I am. You know, I'm going to always try to entertain. I'm going to try to be me. I I know I'm going to put the work in to do what I got to, but you also, when things are, you got to try to help somebody get out of it
1: couldn't say it better than that I don't think Lex uh, I think we totally agree with that okay Derek one to ten how many times do you wear a pair of sweatpants before you wash
2: them it's going to be a 10 because I'm constantly (laughs) wearing sweats Uh, unless if you know if Tara says hey we're going to go do something then yeah I'm going to change and be a little more presentable but I just live in sweats unless if it's a thousand degrees outside
0: what's the appropriate number of times you can wear them though before you wash them
2: I'm still going to go with a 10. Like you can wear them forever <laughs> until they're like super grungy looking and dirty and you got stains and stuff on them from spilling drinks or whatever it is. Yeah. They, they're going to last a while. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've gone, <laughs> this is so bad, but I've got a couple days without shower. Cause I don't care. Like I'm at home. There's no need to, you know, really worry about it. If I start smelling my own, you know, funk, then all right, time to go clean up.
1: I think that's what deodorant is for anyway. Right. Baby powder, deodorant
2: that's overrated <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm kidding i definitely would wear that this is so funny because my fiance loves target and i think that's just a female thing but she sent me this video of people uh tailgating at targets these guys that start out one by one and they get together or whatever but now like that's something that we look forward to so it's like all right let's throw some clothes on let's go to target and We'll see what we can buy in there. We want to dig so.
0: a little bit <laughs> into your personal life. A lot of the times we talk to athletes during the season and they either get engaged or married in the off season and we don't really get to dive into it. You have gotten engaged in the off season. Congratulations, by the way.
2: It was, I mean, thank you. It was, it was spring training, but I guess you could consider that off season.
0: Okay. During spring training. So we want to ask you the process of how it all unfolded, where you came to the decision of how you were going to ask the love of your life to marry you?
2: Well, it, it came down to, I knew she was the one. I mean, that's a simple giveaway. Uh, the plan was, though, it was either going to be Arizona or Florida. And at the time, I, I really had it set up perfect for it to be Arizona. Um, I had a little mountain spot that I was going to go to, we were going to get on top of that. And we we're just going to chill and just be able to do it there. Like just do a little hike and be able to do it at the top of the mountain. So obviously, I found out I was going to be signing in Florida, playing with You know Pittsburgh. So I was like, crap, now I got to really think of something different. So when I got to Florida, I got there before her and I was scouting out areas. And and one of the guys that helped me the most was Christian Walker, who's with the Diamondbacks. Uh, We share the same agent. And he gave me a photographer. I asked the photographer, you know, what's a good area that's not too crowded, but I want to do it like with the beach and the water in the background. She was a Dolphins cheerleader. So I want to, you know, I want to kind of incorporate a little bit of that into it. And she was like, I got a perfect idea. Showed me this beach spot. And I was like, this is, this is fantastic. So when I got to, to go do it I'm not really sharing much details with her so we're kind of you know having like somewhat of a fight which was hilarious (laughs) and we get there and you know we're no longer in the mood for for doing anything like that and I'm starting to panic like I'm sweating like I don't really think she's gonna say yes now she's not in a good mood with me like this kind of sucks like I'm very nervous we're sitting there and we're not really talking and I was like crap man I don't know what to do so I finally I was like, well, the photographer's right there. I'll just go get her and I'm just going to, I'm going to wing it. And I practiced my speech multiple times. Like I knew I was going to get to do this right. And when I got her, I walked over and I had to act like, you know, Hey, can you come and take a picture? And like I said her name, but I was like, okay, I don't know how this is going to go, but just wish me luck. I'm very nervous here. And she's like, don't worry. You've got this. It's going to be fine. Start walking back over. And I was like, Tara, can we take a picture? And she's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. (laughs) So we go take a picture. We take a few with my phone and then she's handing me my phone and she's like, all right, let's go. And as she started to say, I was like, look, the real reason we're here. And I got down on one knee and I started choking up, started crying, like trying to get it out because I was so nervous getting everything out. And I ended up saying everything I needed to say asked her to marry me that way and obviously she said yes and when we were going home it was just like she felt so bad because like you know we'd been arguing over but I've never been so nervous in my life like I ended up talking to my agent later I was like man I can go out and pitch in front of all these people and everything but to only have a one-on-one conversation with what is now my fiance like that was hard that was the hardest thing I've ever done
1: that's a great story we love Tara. Go Tara. Good girl. I know. <laughs> yeah. Good girl.
0: Yeah. She's
2: amazing.
1: All right, Derek. Um, Let's switch gears a little bit. You spent
0: time with the Cubs, the White Sox, the Giants, the Rangers, and now the Pirates. So we want to dig a little bit deeper into your memories with those teams. So we want you to name a teammate with the most unique pregame ritual.
2: There's a lot of serious guys out there. I think uh, one that sticks out, Evan Longoria is like I don't know. He's just very locked into each thing. Like it's he's very I don't know if he's superstitious, but just watching him get prepared and he does everything the exact same way, it seems like every time.
1: I think that's a great one. Guys are I think baseball players are the most superstitious athletes
2: that oh, exist a doubt. Yeah. I don't I don't touch the line. There's a lot of things I do. I don't touch the line. I don't I mean I pray probably four or five times before the game starts. I watch the office bloopers before I pitch too just so that way I can stay relaxed like I don't I try not to overthink
0: Derek I'm office obsessed what's your favorite line that you always repeat from the office do you have one
2: uh, besides that's what she said perfect inch <laughs> So if, if, if somebody tells me they're, I don't know I'm trying to think of how I said it I did it earlier today too just saying it how do you feel or so I don't know I don't know what was said, but I just said perfect and schlock.
1: All right, what about the weirdest thing you've ever asked a clubby to do for you?
2: I sent my jockstrap to somebody on another team just being funny. He just took it over to the club. they were on the other side.
1: With what, tongs, kitchen tongs?
2: <laughs> no, I just put it in a little bag and sent it over.
0: <laughs> Derek, if you had to make one of the clubhouses that you played for your home, you had to live in it. Which one would you choose?
2: I'm going to say the Cubs clubhouse, because it's, I mean, it is, outstanding it's a super nice clubhouse it's definitely the number one clubhouse i've been in in my career
1: what about the city with the best food
2: yeah it's gonna have to be chicago again they have really good food there Uh, i've enjoyed that big time being there i was spoiled i was god i was crushing so much food there i love italian food italian or mexican to be honest but i'd I'd probably eat a lot more italian Um, i would say madden's place which was uh coach Madden, manager madden Uh, his place, and then RPM Italian was another place that I always went to. So good. What
1: about a former teammate that you want to be your crazy uncle?
2: Adrian Beltre. Yeah. The guy is – he has personality that you guys don't always get to see. I mean, you got to see a lot of entertainment between him and Elvis. I think that was one of the the greatest uh, combos to watch for me in my career. Um, A comment that I'll never forget that I think is hilarious was – I gave up an absolute missile off the wall, and Beltre got the ball back. And as he was giving it to me, he was like, hey, that's a good pitch. You should probably throw that one again. Like, stuff like that. Like, but, see, that's my personality. That's what makes me, you know, it keeps me relaxed when I'm out there so that way I don't get too pissed off or overthink, you know, the whole situation. But with uh, Beltre, man, he can, he can keep it loose out there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, he's definitely one of our favorites to watch. How about your favorite baseball memory from your
2: career? One is super meaningful. That's going to be my shutout in Cleveland. Obviously, I'm from Ohio, from Columbus. So to be able to pitch in front of my family and friends, that was huge. And my two grandmothers, they don't ever get to watch me really play. One of them passed away in 2017, I think it's when I was with the White Sox. And she was like another mother to me. She was a larger woman. She didn't really get around very well, but she was able to be there for that game. And I'll never forget it because like not only was it a great game, but when we got done, I got to see my family. They all came down. And I'll never forget, my mom was waiting to give me a hug. She was so excited. And my grandma like just bull rushed her and came right through and was like, <laughs> oh my God, Derek, I love you and I'm so proud of you and gave me this hug. I think that was huge huge uh, obviously you know the most memorable game for me is definitely uh, pitching in the world series game four against the cardinals I mean that was that was huge another thing that's crazy about that game is not only after as I was walking off the mound I had you know the president George W. Bush was there waving to me and Nolan Ryan but I had a dream that following night and I told my mom about it. Both of their dads passed away when I was really young and they were both very passionate about baseball. And I'll never forget in that dream, I was walking off and the same exact thing happened. Like I saw, you know, Nolan and I saw president Bush and I saw both my uh, mom and dad's dads standing right there waving at me and telling me nice job, which was like, it was so real. Like it was one of those dreams that I woke up and was like, Holy cow. I, I, just saw these guys another thing that was crazy is I lost my other dog uh, Wrigley he passed away this past season and I love the name of the field I love you know my brother's a huge Cubs fan I was a Braves fan growing up and we decided when he was living with me uh, we would have a dog and we'd name him Wrigley literally three days after he passed away I got traded to the Cubs and it was like the craziest thing ever and I had made custom cleats it was a picture of his head on one of them and then obviously Bruce, my French bulldog, on the other side. And it was so crazy as I like, like all that happened and then I got to pitch and wear those cleats in Wrigley Field with his his face on it. It was wild.
1: That is wow. so wild. Oh my god. Well that's gonna lead so, us really well into
0: our next segment, which is called Show and Tell. You have ten seconds to find the most unique thing in your house, and I think we wanna see those cleats.
2: I got it. Oh. We're not there yet. Oh, no. I did find cleats. It was actually my office cleats, which was funny that we talked about that. Those are so cool. We got, oh, Michael Scott's upside down, but let me, I'm going to try one more time. And I got him. So there's Wrigley.
0: That is so detailed. That's incredible.
2: That is uh, the Wrigley cleats. And they've obviously been used. And then you guys just missed Bruce, but that's Bruce.
0: Oh wow. See. A little Frenchy. All right, on to our rapid fire. We got a couple of questions here that we want to ask you and you got to give us the first thing that comes to your mind. Give us your best friendly trash talk to a teammate
2: in your Kermit voice. Well, hey, um, Joe Musgrove, I just wanted to um, tell you that your bullpen was uh, absolutely um, garbage. I didn't uh, approve any of that. I thought you couldn't hit a spot and heck usually uh, you're pretty good but today that was absolutely terrible. Maybe next time you can do a little bit better and maybe hit some spots. Who knows? Otherwise, you're going to be living in a trash can just like the grouch from Sesame Street. <laughs> that work?
1: That is the best thing that I've that ever was heard.
2: Incredible.
0: <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: Please, please make sure you send that to Joe too.
0: Oh, believe us.
2: It, me and him go back and forth. Not, not like that. Just competitive.
1: That was outstanding. It's my turn, but I, I'm still reeling from that. I need a minute. I need a second. Okay, Bruce. We mentioned Bruce already. If Bruce could talk, what would his voice sound like? And what would he say?
2: <laughs> you guys ever seen Cleveland show? The Family Guy? Yeah. Yeah. He would definitely be uh, like Cleveland. Oh, hey, Derek. I'm hanging out here at your house right now trying to figure out what the hell you and Tara are doing here. I got my toys over here. Party over here. (laughs) It'd be uh, be quite entertaining. That's for sure.
0: Another one of your hobbies, you're a huge WWE fan. So if you were part of a baseball tag team, who's your tag team partner and what's your guys gimmick?
2: I mean, it's already a given. It's Hunter Pence. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. already done that. We were the ballot brothers for Brandon Belt. We were trying to help him get into the all-star game. I had the the people at the stadium putting lotion on me. We drew some abs on me. I mean, it was just an epic thing to do. I know Hunter is definitely my my partner.
1: He's your guy. That's a great guy. Yes. Great choice. A oh,
2: lot of energy, great teammate.
1: Okay. So we want to know what's the most underrated comedy of all time.
2: I would say a movie that doesn't really get talked about, and I miss the old stuff. is like Tommy Boy, the original Dumb and Dumber, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, like stuff like that.
1: What is one thing that only your brother knows that he could add to your Wikipedia page?
2: I remember he was going to see Cal Ripken Jr. play, and I decided to wear his Cal Ripken jersey to school and play football in it and get a nice big grass stain on it. As he was trying to find it, I had it packed away in my backpack. And he opened it up and obviously it was all wrinkled because it's been jammed back into the bottom of my backpack with all my books and everything. And then when he opened it up to see that there was a nice, lovely grass stain, yeah, that didn't work out very well. I ended up getting my butt kicked by him. And the funny part was my parents just like watched and was like, well, he brought it on himself. That's what he gets. He deserves it, which is true. I mean, I was wrong. I'm not afraid to admit it, but that would... uh I bet he could put that on there as something that you know, I did that was kind of an embarrassing moment for myself.
0: All right, Derek, we're gonna follow that up with the way we wrap every podcast. We make our guests tell us an embarrassing story. So it could be something from the past, something that happened recently, but something that if you had that Men in Black mind eraser device, you would absolutely use it because you don't want this memory to exist anymore in your head. It's like so cringeworthy that it drives you insane. What do you got?
2: When I was in kindergarten, Oh, uh, this is kind of a funny story. I had this purple jumpsuit. You're already laughing. I haven't even said anything.
1: Yet. Any story that starts with "When I was in kindergarten"
2: is yeah, going to be purple jumpsuit. Good. Or purple jumpsuit. <laughs> Do you guys remember Barney the dinosaur? That's where I got my inspiration for my purple sweatsuit. But I, uh, I was there at school, and stop. It's not that bad. And actually, it is. And then uh, I remember I had to use the bathroom. And I kept telling the teacher, like, can I go? And I don't think she was letting me or whatever. But for some odd reason that I did get permission to go, I finally went up there. And instead of just sitting down to take a number two, I just decided to just stay in the bathroom and do it in my sweatpants. And so I did it. And next thing I know, I'm walking back and I got one of these Lincoln logs sitting in my pants. And so I go and I sit down and we're doing little story time. And uh, the teacher noticed that there was a a little bit of Fremunda out there. Something stinks. So she called me over to the side. And she didn't, now she didn't go and sniff my butt or anything, but she could definitely tell there was something lingering. So either I didn't wipe or I decided to bring it with me. And (laughs) we figured it out that I definitely brought it with me. So they sent me to the principal's office. I went to the principal's office, still carrying this Lincoln Long, by the way. It never got taken away. So I'm sitting in the office waiting. The principal calls me in, she talks to me. She's like, hey, we're gonna have to call your mom. My mom had to leave work to come get me. And then when she got there, she was trying to figure out what was going on. She got there, she she said I smelled, which that's, that's a clear giveaway, it's still there. She takes me out to the car and, And she was like, are you kidding me? It's still in your pants right now. It was down by my ankles just sitting there. You know how sweats have that little, not your typical Lulu lemon sweats that like they're open at the bottom. These were like those ones with the little elastic band in there. So it's stuck. Like you got to literally open it up and get it out. And I remember my mom made me get it out. And it just dropped right there on the side of the street, wherever we were, the parking lot. And then she took me home and that was it. And I had to stay in my room and tell my dad why I got to come home from school so soon. It was because I pooped my drawers.
1: I knew it was going to be good. Oh, my gosh.
2: But it's not, see, to me, that's not embarrassing. It's funny.
0: It's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, That's what this whole thing is about, though, because some people find it embarrassing. The three of us find it absolutely hilarious. So, uh, yeah, it's,
2: it's definitely, thank you. I mean, you started laughing before I could even tell the story, but yeah, it's pretty good.
1: I wish you would have started it, though, in your Kermit voice. like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, see here, I was back in kindergarten, and um, well, I decided that I had to go and take me number two, and uh, well, next thing I know, I've got a Lincoln log sitting inside my um, drawers, and uh, Miss Piggy was not very happy about it. <laughs>
0: Derek, you were an absolute gem. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
2: Well, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be a part of this and uh, especially be able to share some cool stories. But if we can keep having a positive mindset, it'll go a lot farther than somebody who's keeping everybody down. So just continue to inspire people, bring out the positive energy, and I promise you, you're going to see a difference.
1: Yeah, we. I think we already are. And you you couldn't have said it better yourself. We love getting to see you guys shine in this way. Um, because you are incredible humans as well as incredible athletes. Thank you, Derek, for
0: hopping on. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Um,
2: Thank you, guys.